In today's episode, we're talking to Helen Munshi. Helen is an online business growth strategist, a trained quiz funnel expert with over a decade of experience. She helps entrepreneurs generate consistent high quality leads using the magic of online quizzes. And today we're finding out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, I'm super, super excited. We're speaking to Helen Munshi. Welcome, Helen. Hi, thanks so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. Helen, everyone's heard your intro and they know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I support entrepreneurs uh, who are kind of established in business. And they've got kind of they've been working through their offers, you know, they're working with clients, but they really just want to scale up. And I support them to really grow their audience through quizzes. So my big kind of passion topic is quizzes and kind of building your email list using a quiz funnel. Because um, I found that most entrepreneurs, they're just, they're incredible at what they do. You know, they're brilliant at their services. They can help their clients, um, but they struggle. And this is across the board, you know, with all my years of experience in it, they, they all struggle with getting enough eyes on their business. Um, so that is essentially what I focus on is building your audience through um, a fun, interactive, positive quiz. Fabulous. Wonderful. So tell us, Leon, how did we get started with this? I mean, how, how did it all begin for you? Yeah, it's uh, looking back, it always, you people always say this, don't they? Looking back, it makes total sense how I got to where I am um, when I was in it. It didn't seem quite so obvious. Um, so I actually didn't have that kind of burning desire to be an entrepreneur. You know, most people sort of say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I was selling, you know, sweets at school and it was always meant to be. For me, it actually wasn't. I always thought I was going to do the corporate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied economics. Same here, university. by the way. I had, I had, I had, I didn't even know what okay. entrepreneur was. Good. Yeah, you know, when I was thinking about it the other day, when I was at school, I literally don't think I even heard the word entrepreneur, which is crazy because Me nowadays, yeah, it's very common. Luckily, it's, mm. it's a lot more common, but it, it literally wasn't even on my radar. Mm. Um, so I did, you know, the the uni thing. I studied economics. I joined a management accountant, like a management consultancy firm. Um, and it just wasn't for me, if I'm honest, like amazing training, um, but it just wasn't quite what I wanted to do. So I left and actually started working for a charity directly with on, like young entrepreneurs to help them build their businesses. And that is 100% where I caught the bug for entrepreneurship. Um, you know, the creativity, the speed with which, you know, decisions are made, all those things I just fell in love with. Um, so I worked there maybe for about six years or so. And then I, I left. Um, to do my own thing. Uh, so I'm probably what you class as kind of a multi-passionate entrepreneur, um, mm-hmm. which means I definitely struggle to focus on the one thing. Um, so for me, I started and run a property business. So mm-hmm. doing kind of property management for people, but also running our own, um, doing our own kind of property renovations. But then I also 
built this kind of strategy business, which then kind of morphed into the quiz business as well. Um, so it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> it's definitely been along the winding road. I'd say that it's it's taken a while to find the niche that really fits me and who I am and that kind of I have this weird mix of kind of creative strategic so trying to find something that kind of brings that all together um mm. you know that took me a little bit of time uh, and I feel like I've definitely benefited from the fact that I've been through the struggles that entrepreneurs all face that I now help them with um mm. you know that kind of have I got the confidence to do this and you know all those kind of things and to be honest um you know actually a lot of that confidence came from you know, my husband and he's like, you know, he's a natural entrepreneur. Um, absolutely. Just, his... just to get into it, Jack, you know, based on the name, um, Munshi is an Indian name. So yes. <laughs> an Indian yeah. origin, and a lot of Indian um, people are very, very successful entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. So he he was like, you should be an entrepreneur. Like, you should do your own business. You should, mm-hmm. you know, go out. He's just my biggest supporter, which is amazing. Because mm-hmm. um, I definitely... Confidence can definitely be something that I've struggled with. Um, I'm much better than I was. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's kind of in this, it's in the name, you know, kind of the e, like the commerce and the kind of the accountancy side. Of yeah, it. Um, yeah. Munshi actually means uh, accounts, uh, accountants. Munshi used yeah. to be the, the 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 people who used to do the accounts for all the big all the businesses and everything else. So that's why everyone has a Munshi, which is exactly modern day accountants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's in the name too, as you say. Um, it's interesting. Um, let's talk about confidence because I think that's a very, very big uh, aspect. Most people listening to this podcast will either be from a corporate background um, or are still in the corporate background uh, and the corporate corporate world, and they are looking to move into their own business. But confidence, just no matter how confident you are as an individual in the corporate world. It takes a certain amount of um, confidence to shift from there, from the corporate world into the entrepreneurial world. And mm-hmm. then even more of a gumption to stick to it. You know, you really need to have the gumption to stick to entrepreneurship because it's not easy. It's uh, very tricky and it's very, yeah, it's it's very, it has, it has its ups and downs and um, you, it's a bit of a lonely place, I think, as well. So mm-hmm. how have you dealt with that? You said you're a lot better now, but how did you overcome, you know, the oh, the confidence hurdle? Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, moving from corporate, you bring a, I feel like you bring a corporate confidence with you. Yeah. So that's actually a very different thing, like you kind of said, you mm-hmm. know, to an entrepreneurial confidence. Um, so for me, I had to almost kind of unwind a few of the things that I've been taught. It's like when you pass your driving test mm-hmm. and you, you pass your driving test with your hands at 10 and 2 and driving perfectly etc and then and then you get into the real world of driving and you kind of develop your own style of, yeah you know, everyone you don't drive like you do when you pass your test it's kind of so you kind of come out of the corporate world and you have I had you know some people might you know agree very kind of structured ways of doing things and you know we, we follow a process and an entrepreneur like it to be an entrepreneur I, I found is a lot more there's a lot more flow to it mm. um, and I found that actually my confidence grew when I stopped trying to be a corporate person and squeeze my corporate training into an entrepreneurial world mm. and actually just actually used it right if that makes sense so that definitely helped my confidence right so that makes complete sense that you know they were there they, you had to develop your confidence as an entrepreneur but how did you you know overcome the 
the self-worth issues, uh, this is one of the biggest things that I find with people coming in from the corporate world. Confidence to do something is one thing, but confidence to ask for money and actually make money is a whole new ballgame. In the corporate world, we 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 go there and we know, we're told, okay, as a as a as a lawyer, as a lawyer starting in the you know with one year's PQE or two years PQE, you know you you've got this is the the kind of you know what money we're looking at. This is what the pay job in entails, and we kind of have an idea of what you know any particular role uh, would result in the kind of pay package. But as an entrepreneur, you have to determine your own value. You have to determine your own prices. You have to develop you know develop the skill to ask for money. How did you do that? How did you develop that? Yeah, I think part of it is you just have to because if you don't, then you're not yeah. making any more money. <laughs> so part of it's kind of necessity. Um, I think the big thing for me, because I started out doing one-to-one work, right. um, strategy kind of support. I don't really say coaching. Um, it's more kind of strategic consulting that I was mm-hmm. doing initially. So you get instant feedback. You're on a sales call. You talk through your price. You know, you get you get the feedback there and then. And I think I just, I took out the personal element of it so when people would push back on the price or you know people would decide not to purchase something purely because of the price mm-hmm. I didn't let that be a reflection of my skill set or who I am as an entrepreneur or how good I am at delivering it's more just you know that was you know everybody comes with their own money mindset so mm-hmm. that is obviously something you know maybe they couldn't afford it maybe they didn't feel like it was worthwhile whatever it might be but mm-hmm. I didn't let it be a reflection of how well I could deliver my my job uh, or my kind of my package um so that was one thing I think the second thing as well is I, I definitely started on the low side price wise so it was right. very much what price am I happy to say confidently say out loud mm. um so and usually that's going to be less than genuinely you probably should charge yes but, you know you say it out loud you get a good response then you up the price the next time until you hit a point where you feel like actually the, the the value and the worth that I'm delivering, I feel like it's a fair exchange for the price that I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you can just increase your price next time because it's you and you get to make those decisions. You don't have to go through the layers of hierarchy to yeah. find things off. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think that's one of the biggest advantages of being your own boss. You get to decide your hours. You get to decide your um, your your fees, and uh, on the online space, that is uh, that's the freedom that you do have. But you do need to have the confidence to charge those fees. And one of the biggest obstacles that I come across with my clients is having the nerve to ask for those, uh, you know, for for those um, fees and then sticking to it. I the number of times people have asked me, well, that's a bit high. I'm like, yeah. You know, I but but my clients pay me, and I even charge people if they want to work with me at, at a one-to-one level. It's even higher, and I purposely I kept my one-to-one really really high because I don't like doing one-to-ones because not it's just it's very it's very time-consuming. So for that reason, I've made it extru- extru- exceptionally high. If someone really really wants to do one-to-one, they can, but it has to be a really high fees. For for this reason, you you know you have the the ability to charge um as as you want, but come back to this point. You know, what what made you feel that you can be your own boss and you didn't need to have the nine to five security? 
I always got to the point in my job. So I, I probably switched jobs maybe about three or about four times, I think, before I left to start my own business. And I would reach a point where I'm the kind of character that once I can do a job, once I've like mastered a job, I want to move on to the next thing. You know, I, I get bored's the right word, but I, mm-hmm. I need a challenge. And with jobs, generally you outgrow them faster than they can the job can kind of expand and grow with you so that was one thing you know I was I was sort of continuing doing the cycle of sort of not quite um feeling happy in my job after kind of two years or something you know the cycle would start again so that was one thing um and then I think you know I was in a in a position where I left to start our kind of property portfolio like business um so that gave me the security once that was up and running of kind of regular monthly income as well so um I think it would feel it would probably feel different if I didn't have that safety net and to be honest I may my current business my quiz business might be even further along if I didn't have the safety net because you know if if it's not there you have to really you know grow and and build your business quicker in a way Um, so it's great to have but I think sometimes it can also stifle your growth slightly as well if that makes sense that's because you, you're you're still partly in the comfort zone, aren't you? And comfort zones are where you grow. So yes. yeah, we we're all aware of that. <laughs> we all know. We all know the comfort is the the enemy of great. So yeah. um, and, and unfortunately, that's where most people just get into comfort zone and stick to. It. And I I know myself, I've been guilty of that this past year. That I I've been I know I've been I need to change, but I was really comfortable, didn't want to, and then I've been forced out literally mm-hmm. um, to go in a different direction. And I don't, that's, but I kind of knew it. I couldn't see it. I could see the university give me the signals ages ago and I just wasn't listening. I'm like, nah, I'm okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to, um, sometimes the universe does really put you in awkward situations. So it, you you have no option but to grow, but to learn and to develop and to move through. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur. You cannot have two days the same and yeah. something could work t- today and tomorrow things change climate changes and the same strategy will not work any longer mm-hmm. so you have to constantly adapt and change yeah I think as well it's a bit of a myth that uh you know you start a business and once you've kind of got momentum going it's just this upward trajectory the whole oh. time I think quite often actually before a period of big growth or change in your business or in your life there's a period of almost like stagnation you know yeah. there's that period of you've got to kind of get slightly frustrated with where you're at yeah. to push you like you say out of that zone but to push you into the next period of growth as well and I don't think you can carry on growing on an upward trajectory all the time it's exhausting you know you, you need well, those kind of slight down quieter yeah. times yeah. as well to kind of re- recoup your energy yeah. I mean, I find I, I, I'm a, you know, I've always been into trading. So I always look upon life as, as if you look on a, even though your life could be an upward trajectory, if you look at tra- uh, any trading charts, even if the, if they, if the, the price of, you know, whatever commodity or something's going up, it will never be in a straight line. It will be, you know, it, it will go up and down, up and down. There's always an up and a pullback, up and pullback and up and pullback. And if you look at, at, at a entrepreneur's life, it's, you know, up, pullback, circle. <laughs> Up again, yeah. leave a put back, go a circle, you go round round circles, and then you go and there's a huge upgrowth, and then you there's a you know pull back again. It's 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 like a it's as the way I see it, it's like a, a chart. Yeah. And so you're gonna go up and you're gonna have a pullback, but you that, those pullbacks are necessary for you to have the breather, to learn, to understand and see, and for mm-hmm. you to be able to go for the next level of growth. And that's how how life works. It's never gonna be 
straight up the hill and you and you're going to have to learn lessons and as as people as well you have to grow so the I I know one of these people who says it all the time and I I really do agree with him Scott Offord he says this that you know the 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 strategies which got you to 10k a month will not be the strategies that take you to 50k a month and those will not be the strategies that take you to 100k to 200k a 200k a month and those will be different things which take you to the a million a month so every time you up level you have to change the way you do things you can't expect the same strategies which give you 10k to give you um, 100k or or some mm-hmm. figures a month it just doesn't work but why would they you would expand expect to learn and grow and develop right you you wouldn't expect the this calculations you do at primary school to be the same as when you do at secondary or yeah. a levels right so you would have, expect yourself to grow and learn and develop and as a person yeah i think there's i was chatting with a friend of mine the other day and he was saying that there's this concept like with professional athletes and i think there's almost there is quite a parallel between entrepreneurial life and yeah, being like, special I mean not fitness wise obviously obviously but, like, but yeah, mindset, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly mindset and a lot of professional athletes the, the way their trainers run their programs now is that they do kind of three weeks four weeks kind of intensive program and then they have a week already built in in anticipation of the fact that the body will need to rest recuperate so they they build in that break week like a full week not just a day in a week um before their body gets to the point of exhaustion and breaking and I think as entrepreneurs quite often we don't build in that space no we don't um, for you know we might take a day off two days off or whatever in a week but like a sustained period of time and space that's that's actually when the ideas come that's when the up leveling comes but we don't we just wait until our body forces us to take a break and you know I've had this in my life you know you get forced to take a break and actually, it takes you longer to kind of come back again. Whereas if you just plan it in, it's like, you know, yeah. But there is a temptation to schedule and to kind of plan and, you know, productivity your way into like every every hour of the day, you know, as an entrepreneur. I think we were trying to, uh, we're always trying to cram a gazillion things in into a short space of time because, you know, yeah. we want to do so much. And that's, that's, that's what makes an entrepreneur. You want to do a gazillion things. You want to be having, you know, I should be doing this and this and multitasking. But I, what I've learned is you have to slow down to make more, to do more. When you're doing too many things, you're not doing anything in, in, of, of value, yeah. of substance. And I, I think that's that's really become apparent this year for me in my my personal life too. Like I need to be, even though I think I'm fully present with my both kids, I think you need you need to have that time out. Um, and that time actually works well for your business because when you're asked, when you're spending that quality time with your family your brain can go into working out solutions to do various things. Yeah, I think I think that's a very important point to remember that I think that we need to have this, um, you know, schedule a time in when we can have a break, recuperate, and look to see if we can be more productive in our business as well. Other times, you know, I remember the picture comes from mind where you see this um these two people on a bike which has in a square for wheels and this guy they're like dude and with him with you know with the wheel which is like a circle like hello you know wait get up no no we're too busy so a lot of the times when we are running like when, when we are running like a you know on 100 miles per hour speed we forget that there could be other ways which are more efficient and more better ways to do the work we need to do but we can mm-hmm. only see those when we stop a lot of the yeah. times we're too busy being busy and doing the work to realize there's a more efficient way to do things. 
mm-hmm. I think that's how most entrepreneurs make their lives 10 times more harder. Also, mm-hmm. I think that the, the other thing is when we're too busy doing the work, we're not planning our life. We're not creating a life. We're not creating, say, okay, where do I want to go? You know, where do I want to do with this business? Or where do I see myself? In, you know, how do I want to grow, et cetera, in my business as well? Because I think the business can be stagnant as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it can be. Yeah. And, you know, the, the irony is it's the great entrepreneurial irony of we all start a business quite often for the freedom. And then yeah. we kind of box ourselves into a, a business that we have to be incredibly present with and give all our time to. And we forget to live the life outside of the business, which is why we started the business in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I suppose that's, that's true. I mean, it, it depends um, the reasons for it. I think I I, I started my business because I wanted to be around my children. And in many ways, I've been very, very successful with that, you know, in terms of pick up in the morning and, you know, drop off in the morning and pick up and making sure I'm there for my kids all the time. That's worked. But it did mean that I I work a lot more hours than the average person because I'm just taking a break in between those those times. I mean, working weekends at times. So, yeah, I think that we have to... um, really work out what's our priority and why we started a business and why we're doing it in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but whereas in the nine to five, um, I'm, I'm not a big believer in nine to five, but the nine to five has, I think it's less stressful compared to having your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, entrepreneurship isn't for the faint hearted for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's a definite should, it should be a definite choice um, to continue doing it because it's something you enjoy and it works for the stage of life that you're at. Yeah, definitely. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up. So, Helen, tell us, um, how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? Yeah, so just my website, which is helenmunshi.com um, or same uh, same name on Instagram. Uh, and I'm, you know, share tips on uh, quizzes and sort of how to build your audience um, in an aligned and sort of heartfelt way. Wonderful. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, then the links that Helen just mentioned would be in the show notes. And if you're watching on the news, then down below in the description section, we'll have the links to Helen and Munshi as well. Go check her out and see if she can help you with your building a business. Well, Helen, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest with us on Friday Feature. We have to have you back on Money Talkies. But for today, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Helen today. I will be back with another Friday feature, speaking to another amazing entrepreneur, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gulkan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.